What's up, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Hello Ghostly Podcast. I am going to be your one and only host. My name is Ryan, or Hello Ghostly, if you are searching for me across the interwebs. And welcome back to another fine, dabby, dozy special episode of this gaming-related podcast. This is going to be the podcast for this week, so we're going to be going a little bit earlier this time around, and we're going to be recapping and reviewing as much of E3 as possible. There are going to be some things that I kind of skip over. For example, I've just now added Summer Games Fest to this list of things that I wanted to talk about, but I wasn't going to originally speak about it. But I am going to talk about one or two games from there, so let's just jump straight into it, because there's a ton of stuff to talk about. We're going to be mainly focused on the Xbox and Bethesda show, case there's going to be a big focus on ubisoft 2 and then a little bit of some other games here or there but we'll kick things off with summer games fest which has tiny tina wonderland which at first was kind of exciting because andy sandberg and will arnett are going to be in it i knew who both of those people were andy sandberg was originally from the lonely island you'll know them from great songs such as i jizzed in my pants but also he's in different things like brooklyn 99 so he's a really cool actor i like him as a person he seems like a real chill cool funny kind of dude so i'm excited about that will arnett is then on shows such as arrested development he also did another show on netflix i'm pretty sure that was like a show that he was in that was set in like florida and he owned a furniture shop i watched some of that i can't remember what it's called it's gone over my head but i do like will on it too but the sleeper hit of characters that were revealed for this trailer is the fact that a character is being played by Wanda Sykes. And I wasn't sure who Wanda Sykes was from name, but I know exactly who she is. She is in Blackish. She plays one of the CEOs of the marketing firm that Dre works for in that show. She kind of jumps in partway through the seasons. I think it's season three or four that she comes in as a series regular, but she is a really cool actress. She does a ton of voice work for some other stuff. And I think this game is going to be really interesting indeed if you think about it we're going to have Andy Samberg, Will Arnett, Wanda Sykes and Ashley Birch which I will assume will all be playable characters I don't know if it's just going to be three characters this time around maybe you'll only get to pick between Andy Samberg, Will Arnett and Wanda Sykes's characters or maybe Tiny Tina is thrown in there because they tend to always have four characters that you can pick from so maybe we see something there I'm pretty excited for this game even though we've not seen any gameplay about it whatsoever I do love the Borderlands series not as much as I used to but I think the Tiny Tina Tina DLC that was previously released for Borderlands 2 that was kind of like a D&D-esque type game was really fun and this just looks like a spin-off of that even more and I'm excited for it. The other game that was kind of there that was also pretty exciting was Elden Ring but that's not my cup of tea, it's not for me if so, if you're excited for that it's coming out in January. Get excited, play the video games, January 26th if I'm correct. I think that's the date on that one. That one is a bit of a strange one though because it showed up on Xbox's showcase last time and they were like, hey look at this game, you're going to want to play it. And then there were some rumours that PlayStation kind of went, hey look, no, don't go with them, don't please market with them, don't do it. So it's some strange stuff going on with that one. But it looked okay. It looked like a version of Lord of the Rings set in Dark Souls. So if that's what floats your boat, then Go enjoy your Lord of the Rings Dark Soulness, written by the Game of Thrones writer, if that floats your boat, as well as Miyazaki. I'm pretty sure he also worked on it too. But anyway, it's a video game. Enjoy. 
talking about enjoying things, Ubisoft was up next and it was a bit of a strange show. There was a ton of stuff in there, but not all of it was really that exciting as well as Nintendo leaked the big thing that they had towards the end of the show. But we'll talk about that later on. But the first thing that I'm really excited for from this show is Watch Dogs Legion. They showed off Bloodlines DLC that will be coming on July 6th. I'm pretty excited about that. I'm feeling relatively hopeful, but also... I am weary at the same time because there's been a ton of delays for this particular DLC, so I'm a little bit up in the air as well as the developers behind Watch Dogs Legion have been a little bit up and down with things. Some of the updates have been good, some of them not so good, so... I'm a little bit weary on this one. I am excited, though. Hopefully, it'll be good. Then, Rainbow Six Extraction looks pretty cool indeed. I like the look of this one indeed. This was formerly known as Rainbow Six Quarantine Pre-Pandemic, and that will be coming on September 16th. I'm personally hyped for this one. I'm going to be playing a ton of it with my wife. We're going to have a great time there. My favorite mode in Rainbow Six Siege is the terrorist hunt mode that was there, and I also kind of played the mode that they had in Rainbow Six. I think it might have been called extraction it might not have been it might have been something else it might have been something virus related but they had a mode where they had aliens come in during some form of halloween event i'll have to look into the exact dates and everything for that one but that was also a very fun mode so i think this is going to be pretty cool i can't wait to learn more about this game i'm going to be pre-ordering it when it comes closer to that september 16th date but it looks pretty cool indeed some things I weren't interested in, first off was Rockstar Plus, which is a brand new Rockstar experience for PC and console. That one looks kind of meh. Same with Riders Republic, in my opinion. It's personally not my cup of tea, but if you do want to check out Riders Republic, it'll be available on September 2nd. So that's very nice indeed. Oh, like we previously mentioned with Rainbow Six as well, Rainbow Six Siege is also going to be getting cross-play between Xbox and PlayStation coming in early 2022. So there's a little bit of a wait for that one, but that's it's going to be cool. It should speed up matchmaking times, I would assume, immensely because that does tend to fix matchmaking issues if there's more players on one platform than the other. Just Dance 2022 was announced coming November 4th. Not something that I'm personally excited about, but I will be picking this one up for the wife and kids. I know they'll play a ton of this. I will say, though, I felt extremely out of touch when this Just Dance trailer came up. I do not know who Todrick Hall is. I'm only 28, but I've definitely got them old man vibes. I'm just old man vibing up in this B word, and I'm loving life, oh yeah. I'm gonna go back to my old man games, okay? Like Assassin's Creed, because Assassin's Creed Valhalla is going to be getting continued support throughout the next year, with new DLC, as well as one specifically coming in the summer, is what Ubisoft says, and it's going to be the Siege of Paris DLC, so that sounds very cool indeed. Maybe it'll tie into some other Assassin's Creed games, possibly. Unlikely because of the time frame, but there is a chance. You never know. Maybe they do some shenanigans here and we see some cool stuff. Talking about cool stuff, Far Cry 6 got another trailer, but they did confirm the season pass content, and this actually sounds pretty cool. It will allow you to play the villains from prior Far Cry games, specifically Far Cry 3, Far Cry 4, and Far Cry 5 slash Far Cry New Dawn. These villains will be known as Vast Pagan Men, and the one that I had to Google because I couldn't remember his name, even though I played both of those games, Joseph Seed. There will also be some form of Far Cry Blood Dragon inclusion, I'm assuming it's it's a remake. I hope so, because I would buy this season pass if it is a remake. I would love that very muchly indeed, but I don't know if that is the case. 
they didn't really say. They were just like, hey, look, here's Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. That's also going to be included in the season pass. Is it going to be the 360 version or is it going to be a remaster? I don't know. They never said. Please say. And then the final game was Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, which will be heading to your consoles of choice in 2022. I've got no opinion on this. No opinion whatsoever. It's an Avatar game. Does anybody really care about Avatar in 2021? I personally don't. I don't see the hype for the Avatar franchise. I don't understand it. Yes, it was a very technical film at the time. But why is everybody so hyped for this? I don't get it. I don't understand. I'm confused. Old man vibes continue. Talking about old man vibes, Square Enix came in force because they had one game that was really worth talking about and that is Guardians of the Galaxy coming from Eidos Montreal. It kind of looks like a very cool Marvel Mass Effect Basically, it looks fine indeed, and it will be available on October 26, which is sooner than I thought it would. They spent a bit of time on this one, and I thought it was pretty cool that we got a deep dive into it, but everything else from the show felt kind of lackluster. I don't know why Square Enix does these presents anymore, because they definitely feel kind of pointless, because most of this Square Enix announcements tend to go on to the PlayStation stage, so I don't know why they're like, hey look, here's some games we've got, feel disappointed. I get excited every year, I don't know why, I just hope that they have some form of Kingdom Hearts. They never do. I'm always there. I'm always excited. And I'm always disappointed. Something I weren't disappointed with though was this Xbox and Bethesda showcase. And there is a metric ton of stuff in this. There is 27 games coming to Game Pass, 30 games announced in total, so we're going to kick things off with Starfield. They did confirm that the game will be releasing on November 11th, 2022, and it will be an Xbox exclusive, so if you think otherwise, then you got to get on your bike, because they finally have confirmed it. I'm still kind of impartial on this game, because we've yet to really see anything. I don't really want to fall for Bethesda's marketing again. They've caught me out enough times with Fallout 4 being being okay wasn't being exactly the best game in the world. I did play to completion though, and I played all the DLCs, but I'm gonna wait and see on this one. I'm kind of lukewarm. I don't want to get too hyped like everybody else is like, yeah, Starfield. I'm like, no, calm down, dog. Calm down. We'll we'll see. We'll see on this one. The other game that I'm extremely weary of is Halo Infinite because they showed off the multiplayer as, as well as some campaign footage and it both looked really cool. It looked really fun. I like the look and I like the style of where they're going with it. I like the physics stuff they're doing with weapons that can be like grappling hook a sword or like doing things like that. I really like the look of that stuff. However, the holiday 2021 is kind of a bit of a sour note for me because it kind of feels like they are lacking a bit of confidence on whether they'll actually actually hit their release date. I predicted that they would say this game is going to be holiday 2021. However, I was really hoping for a specific date as it would have shown some confidence in the game, but it doesn't feel like that's the case. It feels like they're going to work up until the last minute. I am after this showcase kind of airing on the side of this game launching in December rather than November, mainly because of Forza Horizon 5 launching on November 9th, 2021. It kind of makes sense to have that big game then let that shine a little bit for people who like that game and then have Halo come out in December a few weeks before right at the beginning but there is still a possibility that this could slip if they're not confident in giving us a release date now are they going to hit that holiday release date we'll have to wait and see on that front but back to Forza it's going to be set in Mexico and it also has a fancy new map creator which looks pretty interesting I'm not a Forza guy I don't really like the driving games they're not 
my personal cup of tea. It's the same with fighting games. It's not my genre. I am a big FPS kind of guy, but this does look cool and I am intrigued. And with it being on Game Pass, I'm definitely going to check this one out. And on to my game of the show, my game of the Xbox show, and that is Redfall. I've seen a lot of people, like, kind of dulling down this. They're like, hey, it ended the show, and it don't know what it is. But it looks cool, and it's from Arkane Austin. They've made some great games before. They made the Dishonored series. They also have made Prey. I've heard nothing but good things about Prey. Dishonored is a fantastic franchise, and this game looks like my cup of tea. It's an open-world co-op game that is going to be an Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S console exclusive coming summer 2022. After the discourse of Xbox not having any console exclusive games for next generation, that can kind of go away now because we actually have something. The game does look to be an open world Dishonored style game that will let you play with friends. I don't think it's going to be like the Left 4 Dead style of game that people are kind of talking about online. There are descriptions for all four characters that I suggest you go check out if you're interested in this game. It's on the Bethesda and Xbox related websites. And they all kind of really sound interesting and play differently. They also seemingly have Dishonored style powers and equipment. So think Dishonored in an open world. That just sounds really rad to me. And there's vampires thrown into the mix. I'm personally really excited. And I think this is going to be a really fun, cool game. It looks really B-movie-esque. Like B-movie horror game. And I'm all for that. I love that type of stuff. I'm not really into horror stuff. But I really like the B-movie stuff. So I'm kind of hyped for this. And I cannot wait to see what they do with it i'm all there for this game so come on redfall can't wait to see you in summer 2022 next up is diablo 2 resurrected coming september 23rd this is one of those games that i'm excited for but i think it's extremely strange that it's not on game pass it kind of feels like an easy sell to put on game pass day and date i don't know why it isn't but apparently it isn't going to be i'm going to be checking it out regardless because me and my wife will play this one together but it looks cool it looks cool i can't really say much more than that i enjoyed diablo 3 so i'm sure i'll enjoy this one. This next game I'm not really excited about and that is Stalker 2. It will be releasing on April 28th, 2022. I really don't care about this game. There was two points in the Xbox showcase that I felt kind of dragged on a little bit too long in my opinion and Stalker 2 was one of them. The, the other one was the Forza man talking Forza. Not really my cup of tea. Went on a bit too long. Those two moments kind of bring the show down for me just a little bit. I would say the show was an 8 or a 9 out of 10. It was a pretty fantastic show, but Stalker 2 was definitely one of those games which kind of brought it down for me, and it brought it down pretty quick, especially coming straight after Starfield. It seemed like a bit of a strange place to put that one, in my opinion. The next thing that showed up was Back for Blood and it will be available on Game Pass day and date on October 12th, 2021. I'm all in for this one. I was going to pick this game up regardless. I was excited. This was one of the games before E3 that I was really excited to check out and play this year. And I'm pretty excited that I don't have to spend any cash, money, cashola on this game. I'm going to be a very happy beaver when it launches. I like not spending money. I've got Game Pass for another year without having to spend a penny. It's going to be a great year indeed for me. Super inexpensive, saving all my monies that I can then spend on other tat like the Xbox fridge, which I will buy. I will be buying the Xbox mini fridge if it comes to the UK. So please, Microsoft and Xbox, make it worldwide or as worldwide as you possibly can. I want that mini fridge. I want it real bad. I don't even need it. I just want an Xbox mini fridge. 
talking about game announcements that I didn't necessarily need because this year was already a banger as is and that is Contraband it has been announced from the studio known as Avalanche Studio which is not the same people that made Disney Infinity it's the Just Cause developer this game looks pretty interesting but it was a cinematic trailer so we can't really say much about this one there then the Outer Worlds 2 has officially been announced for Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S and it's going to be a next gen only title. It's going to be available on Xbox Game Pass. I don't really need to say much about this. I'm just excited. What I will say is whoever is making these trailers over at Obsidian Entertainment first off needs a pay upgrade. Give that person all of the monies in the world. They deserve all of the pennies. Secondly, you also need to put this person in charge of every trailer for every Xbox game title in the future. They just absolutely nail it. They crushed Grounded last year. They crushed the trailer for The Outer Worlds 2 as well as for Grounded's new update update which is called the shroom and doom which will be available on june 30th so that ties in very nicely too so we don't need to talk about that one because we just did another game that will be getting an update is sea of thieves it's going to be getting a crossover with pirates of the caribbean this one is very cool indeed it's going to be available on june 22nd this one i'm pretty excited for i'm not a big sea of thieves player but this one looked rad as hell and i am all there for this i am just all there all the crossovers baby this is just a perfect crossover and i cannot wait to see what they do with it i really hope they nail it and do some really cool stuff with it and also i'm surprised this one didn't get leaked because it's a pretty big deal it's a pretty big deal indeed okay so we're gonna preference this next one is a pretty big deal for me personally because I love this game, and that is Yakuza Like a Dragon is now available today on Xbox Game Pass. Go play it now. I'm just going to preference this right now. If you have Xbox Game Pass and we are friends and you don't play this game, we ain't friends no more. You've just got to try it. Just go out and try it. It's free. You can go play it. You can have a great time. Yakuza Like a Dragon is a fantastic story. It is a great game. It needs to be played by more people. Go play it, please. Please go play this game. I just love this game so much. And I want to see more Sega titles on Game Pass. I want to see Judgment, you know, maybe Persona 5, Royal, come on Sega, hook a brother up. Yo, I need this game on my Xbox. I need to play Persona 5, Royal again. I've already completed it once and got a ton of trophies in it. I've already played Persona 5 once, so that's twice technically. And I also want to play it again. So I want to play it a third time. So come on, Persona now, baby. Get that in my life. Things that I don't want in my life, Battlefield 2042. The gameplay was revealed, so if that floats your boat, then your boat is now floated. Another game that I wasn't sure what it was, and that is Ewerden Chronicles Hundreds Heroes. Apparently, it's going to be a Suikoden spiritual successor. It has been delayed, though, to 2023, but there is going to be a spin-off on it called Ewerden Chronicles Rising that will be available in 2022. I don't know anything about this game apart from that it was on Kickstarter, so you can go throw money at it, or you used to be able to go throw money at it, and you can't now. A game that you will be able to throw money at shortly, though, is 12 Minutes, because that will be available on August 19th, 2021, and it's on Game Pass Day 1, so you don't have to throw money at it, but you can. Like... Psychonauts 2, which will be coming on August 25th, 2021, and will also be on Game Pass Day 1. But you don't have to throw money at it. You don't have to. You can just save that money, and you can go buy yourself food, or Funko Pops, or that really cool Diva Overwatch statue that you've always wanted, Ryan, but you've never gotten because it's so expensive. No. No, you can't get that. It's too much. 
on to something you can get, Microsoft Flight Simulator will be landing on Xbox Series X and S on July 27th alongside a Top Gun themed expansion, so that's cool. You can fly your planes. If flying planes across a beautiful sky isn't enough for you, then you can control an empire in Age of Empire 4 that will be released on October 28th, 2021. Doom Eternal will be getting some next generational upgrades on June 29th and will get 120 frames per second. Fallout 76 DLC Steel Rain will be available on July 7th with expeditions that will have you going to the pit coming in 2022. The Elder Scrolls Online is getting a new enhanced edition, console enhanced, that will be releasing on Tuesday, June 15th. That's tomorrow as of recording. Party Animals will be coming to Xbox in 2022. It's Gang Beast, but with animals and tentacles, your favorite things in the world. Hades, a game that I'm very excited for that was only previously on PlayStation and Nintendo Switch, is going to be arriving on Game Pass on August 13th, so get hyped for that one. Somerville, which is actually being made by one of the founders of Inside and Limbo, is going to be available on Game Pass in 2022. It looks pretty cool. It follows a family, a dog, and some alien stuff going on. Definitely looks pretty rad indeed. If you like The Plague's Tale, it's going to be getting a sequel in the form of a Plague Tale Requiem announced for 2022, and it will be on Game Pass day and date. Slime Rancher 2, this one is a big one in my house, and it will be released as an Xbox exclusive in 2022. It will be available on Game Pass day and date. We're pretty excited about this one, if I'm honest. My daughter's pretty much exploded. This game looks genuinely quite stunning too. I'm pretty excited by the look of it. It looks really good. I'm excited for this one. Then we got Shredders, not the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles villain, but instead a snowboarding game coming in December 2021 on Game Pass. Atomic Heart will be available day and date on Game Pass Day and One. Replaced will also be available day and date in 2022 as an Xbox exclusive. And then the last two things on you is Among Us is getting a 15 player lobby is coming to Xbox Game Pass sometime this year. And also, they finally announced, which wasn't at the show so much, but it was an Xbox mini fridge that you'll be able to get this holiday. I do have a lineup of everything that I want to break down what's going on because it does look pretty jam-packed. So just to kind of recap everything, there is some cool stuff going on. The Game Pass lineup for the rest of the year, which is subject to change because they could add new stuff at any time and I could highly likely see them doing so, is June is going to see Yakuza Like a Dragon, which is available right now, as well as Dark Alliance. July is going to see on the 27th Microsoft Flight Simulator and then on the 29th The Ascent. Then August will see Hades becoming available on the 13th, 12 minutes available on the 19th and then Psychonauts 2 available on the 25th. September is, is going to be a pretty quiet month with Aragami 2 on the 17th which looks pretty cool. I get Tenchu Z vibes from this game. It looks rad. I've got it pre-installed ready to go. Also Sable will be available on the 23rd. That one looks pretty fine too. October is going to be back for Blood Month on the 12th as well as Age of Empire 4 on the 28th. November will see Forza Horizon 5. December is going to be Shredders. We have some other games that are currently not got months or dates but Fall 2021 will see Anacrusis as well as Scorn. Holiday will be Halo Infinite and then 2021 gets some TBA games that's to be announced and those games are Among Us, Hello Neighbor 2 as well as The Gunk. 
I do think there's going to be a couple more games sliding in here throughout the next couple of weeks and months. We'll hear more about that soon. I think looking at August and looking at September that we're going to get a judgment added in those months. I think September, the beginning of September, we should see judgment being added into Game Pass there. So if you don't want to pick up this game, then I suggest waiting because they clearly have a partnership with Sega and Lost Judgment is coming out on like the 24th or 28th of September. I don't know the exact date. I haven't got it to mind right now. There's just so many games launching, but there's a ton of games coming out. I'm excited for so many of them. Specifically, Redfall looks really cool to me. I'm really hyped about that one, but I cannot wait for things like Halo and Psychonauts 2. I'm going to play both of those games. I'm going to possibly jump back into Yakuza Like a Dragon because I'm a nerd and I've not finished that game as of yet. I've still got the final tower to do. I've done all the campaign. But I gotta go back and mop up all the achievements. But that is my recap of everything of E3. Overall, I'm gonna give Ubisoft like a 6 because they were fine. And I just realized that I forgot the biggest game of the show that I mentioned Nintendo leaked. And that was Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope if I'm correct. That one looked cool. That's coming 2022. It's looking like a sequel to Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, which I loved very muchly indeed. So I'm just going to throw that one in now at the end that I've remembered because I didn't include it in my show notes because I'm an absolute muppet. But that one looked really cool as well. It's going to be a great year for video games. Regardless, there is a ton of stuff that's been delayed. And I know that is kind of sad and sucky, but Xbox is really going to have a solid year. Third parties are going to crush it too. There are some great games coming out and just looking at my list of like months, I do like a management and I kind of like manage all my money and everything and I put it in a big old list and figure things out. Just looking at that and seeing every game on that list makes me very excited indeed because there's like two games a month starting from like August. I'm hyped about that. I cannot wait. And I think next year it's going to be big too. We're going to have things like Starfield and Redfall to hold up the year. Then we've got Fable coming definitely in 2023. That's when that one's going to come. It's going to be a good couple of years if you like your xbox games it's going to be a fantastic time indeed but that is going to be my time for this week's episode of the hello ghostly podcast we'll be back again shortly with another one next week hopefully it is just as good and entertaining as this one thank you so much for listening to another episode of this gaming related podcast and i will catch you very shortly in the next one but until then ghostly out <laughs>